0: Not worth the time with Wade Taylor. What's going on, you fucking little bastards? Welcome back to Not Worth the Time. Ooh, boy. That phrase fits so many things going on right now, doesn't it? Anybody else just feel like, fuck everything? Everything's fucked, fuck it all. Well, you can't take that. I'm trying to get out of that mindset. I'm doing... A decent job at it, but I'm still uh, fighting urges of just like, I don't give a shit about this. It was, I had to talk myself into doing this, but I know I'm going to have fun once I start this. That's why I was like, got to do the podcast. So this podcast, everybody, it's been this way the whole time, but this one's for me. This one specifically, I'm going to try to entertain you, but it's going to entertain me more probably. And I don't give a shit. You know, it is what it is. We're just out here. I've been uh, going through some of my stuff, getting rid of stuff, taking stuff to the dump, taking stuff to Goodwill, uh, which is a fine line between those two things, whether you take it to the dump or Goodwill, very thin margin right there, you know, you got to make some, got to make some calls, you got to make some calls, which is so weird because like, um, the standard of what you can take to Goodwill is very, very high, I feel like, and so in What's weird is I feel it's almost like it gives us astigmatism, right? Stigmatism? That's not what it is. It, yeah, that's right. If you take something to Goodwill, it gives you astigmatism. You have a shitty eye disease now, and you see things, and your pupil is the fucking wonky. It's not completely round. So you, if you take shit to Goodwill, you're going to get astigmatism. And have fun getting contacts for that, dick. Um, no, uh, stigma. It gives you the stigma, right? Uh, like when you take stuff to Goodwill. Uh, you want to get rid of it, but sometimes they just won't take your stuff. They're just like, nah, man, we, we can't take that. Sorry. You can't take. It. And it's like, what are you talking about? People come here for things that are cheap and they still work well. And they're like, yeah, but this thing's like whatever. I'm like, it can't be brand new. So you can sell it for $50. You can't get a, like a brand new couch. That's from the retailer brand new and then sell it for $50. That's not what's going to happen. You're going to get a couch that has dog hair all over it and maybe some pee spots on it. It's just going to happen. You got to accept that. Sure, you can accept a couch that grandma died on, you know. Yeah, there's no problem with that. Somehow you can get dead people smell out, but for some reason dog fur, oh my god. Oh my god, we can't take that cuz the allergies. Yeah, like I guess I get it, but fuck me, man. It's also weird, is uh, when you have stuff like that and you try to give it away. Like when you put it on like Craigslist for free and shit, people don't want to come get free shit a lot of times. People will have this high expectation when you put stuff online for free that they have the right now to ask you a bunch of questions about it. It's like it's like free, dude. You take it and you can discover that later. Like that's on you. If you pick up free shit, you're gonna discover that later. That's what'll happen. Okay. You, you don't get to know all the details right up front, man, okay? I've I'm I'm provided what I'm willing to provide in the description. Now, this isn't the court of law. You know, I can do a truth by omission, okay? I can t- leave off. I can take some liberties and leave out a couple stories, okay? You don't need to know the entire history of the couch. It's not like I'm trying to write a fucking textbook on it, okay? The hist- uh, history of this couch. That'd actually be a really cool experiment. That's what we someone should do. Next time I buy a brand new couch, this what I'm gonna I'm, I'm going to get the documentation for it, and I'm going to start a scrapbook, right? And I'm going to document every like major event uh, in that couch's lifetime with me, right? And eventually, when I want to get rid of it, I'm just gonna, uh, if I give it to somebody or I sell it, I'm gonna be like, "Here's this. Like, what? It's a record. It's a detailed. It's a couch fax. <laughs> Show me the couch fax. So you just have the couch fax. So you know everything that ever happened to that. What's that? Uh, in 2016, I scotch guarded that bitch. That's right. I renewed the scotch guard. Yeah, you should be good to go. You can spill a whole thing of wine on that thing. It's gonna slick off. Yeah, you're going to ruin your carpet, but it's going to fuck that couch is going to be sweet. You just got to move the couch over top of it until you move out, right? So what you always got to do, you seal the deal. Uh, during those open houses you just move furniture on top of it and they're like I like the feng shui of their house they, they just have they just have the most unique places for like their lamps and coffee tables no they're hiding stains bitch they're trying to, usually, if you go to an open house that's fully furnished you should move all the furniture <laughs> just go around and start pushing couches and shit and, like lifting them up like sir what are you doing I'm just checking making sure the couches are cool you know this has been here a while just you know making sure there's indents here I can tell by the indents you know, it's it's like a bot, it's like a body uh, outline at a murder scene. Uh, indents are, and so you know, I like to make sure they're there. So that means I know that they haven't been moving shit around. <laughs> but you should move every piece of furniture when you go to a goddamn open house. You know, yeah. But I'm gonna give them a couch fax, and it's just gonna have everything that's ever happened to it. It's like yeah, that I, I on June uh, 23rd of 2017 uh spilled some nachos on it and it was the velveta nacho so it wasn't like like oh i made poor man's nachos and just sprinkled shredded cheese and melted it so it was like oh cheat no i had spilled liquid gold on it okay there's liquid gold in this couch okay <laughs> you gotta check yourself before you wreck yourself with this couch all right that's just what's happening <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to make a scrapbook for my next couch. Yeah, so people, when I give it away, I'm be like, I don't have to write the whole thing. I'm just going to put that in the Craigslist ad. Like, it like comes with the couch facts. And then they're be like, what? What's couch fax? I'm, dude, it's an entire – it's a Bible. I have pictures. Uh, they're all Polaroids uh, to make it feel more authentic and feel like a scrapbook. You know, and they're all happy pictures of me next to it, you know. Uh, that'd be hilarious. Ooh, I should just – you don't even need to do that. Fuck, don't even do, you don't even do a real one, you know? Don't need to do all that. Fucking just start an Instagram for your couch. That's right, Couch. couchgram that motherfucker. So anytime his, something big happens in that couch's existence, you just take a picture and put it on the gram. Then it's fucking, doc. it's dated, it's documented, there's picture proof, you're, you're good. And then you just be like, here's the history of this couch. You just send them the Instagram link. And you be like, go, go through this entire history of this couch. And you show the before and after cleanup. you would be like, this is what happened before. This is how I got it out. And then it's like also an instructional book on what best to do to get out the stains of that particular material and to make sure the color stays the same, you know? It's, It's a foolproof plan. Maybe that's what we have to do with all possessions now. We just have to make individual goddamn Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts so we can fact make sure we always take part imagine that for every car I know there's car facts we gotta pay for that shit fuck that no we're gonna start doing it online so you just have an entire history of it right history that's what we're doing now yeah so fuck taking shit though goodwill that's all I'm trying to say but it's been nice going through some of my stuff I found my uh, skateboard not that I didn't know where it was but like I've been dicking around on it a little bit more Man, I miss skateboarding. I kind of got turned off on it. Uh, one, just because I just didn't have a lot of people to skate with anymore. And then two, I'll never forget this. I was like, uh, I think, 21, 22 at the time. And uh, my buddies, I had two friends who were really into BMX. Uh, they were motocross guys, so they liked. They actually liked uh, doing the bikes uh, a little bit more because they felt more comfortable on it than they did skateboarding. And like one day they were like, hey, we're going to go down to this one spot that like was a notoriously known spot for getting busted all the time like that it's a small strip mall in the middle of the town and like they have so many signs everywhere but like you can sometimes go there and just like never get bothered and it's totally fine right and we go there and we're just hanging out and it's like it's a little dumb spot where you got like a fucking loading dock that you jump off of and then you can do like a flip trick in between and go over this little uh it's a, literally a two stair. It's like it's like just one two. It's just like you do a little flip trick over. It. You know, just bullshit. Just kind of have fun and fuck around. And we're all just messing around in there. And this fucking renicop dude just whips up Ooh, and, just, and like it's so weird that they give rent-a-cops lights and how, like police sound effects. So like they pull up and just whoop whoop and it's just like you freak out immediately. And so you just like we we all just do what you're supposed to do. Like they're gonna tell us to leave, so we leave. <laughs> Now, did we do it in a very shady fashion and just run? Absolutely. But we left because that's what they wanted us to do anyway. Um, But I'm 22 at the time, and I'm just running off and, like, skating away. and My other buddies get away, and then this one dude – like I, I go down this alleyway and I start like going down that way and I'm about to make it out of the alley and then I'm like okay whatever and I'm like walking at this point and then this other this guy in a car comes up and pulls up in front of me and he's like where do you, do you where do you think you're going he's just like a fucking random dude and I'm just like who the fuck are you and he's like I I, I work for the Omni Center I'm gonna I'm a off duty security guard and like you you hold still right there and it's like I'm not gonna stay here I don't know who you are and I don't know who if you how you, like? What do you know? You don't know that I was there, and uh, he tried. He like de- forcefully detained me until the other security guard came over there, and then they started lecturing me. <laughs> they were just like, "What are you doing over there?" We're like, we were skating, and he's like, "Why'd you guys run off?" And I was like, "Cause you were gonna tell us to leave, so we left." <laughs> we just left dude and then he's like how old are you and I'm like 22 and he's like what the fuck's wrong with you you're just out here you're 22 years old what are you out here skating trying to impress fucking punk ass teenagers and I'm like impress teenagers dude it was four 20 year olds at this in this parking garage skating like that's what we were doing I was there was no teenagers to impress anywhere we were just hanging out and try and just didn't want to go to the skate park he just get, like they really lectured me, and that kind of really turned me off the skateboarding though, because it made me feel like a felt it it sucked to just be like called a, like a loser. Basically, is what I got called by two th- like thirty five to forty year olds <laughs> as a twenty year old who was just skating in a parking garage. Which admittedly, kind of fucking pretty losery. That is some loser behavior. Like, uh, but it's even weirder. I feel like. Now, if you went and like hung out the skate park, like, uh, I know plenty of kids who were in that age room who would hang out the skate park when I was like 14 to 16, but it's definitely a thing that's, um, I don't know. It's not that weird. I I don't feel like, um, I feel like it's probably pretty stigmatized now. And I probably feel way different about it now. Um, being that I'm like fucking almost 29. If I was just to go down to the skate park and hang out, probably weird some people out. Um, especially in that part of town, uh, where I grew up, it's just, it's a weird kind of environment down there. Um, but nothing bad ever happened at the skate park, but like, I'm sure there's probably some people who are like, there's some full grown men hanging out there with all these kids. And it's just like, okay, what's any diff, this is what, what bothers me about that. The skate park is so small and it's a confined area. So of course you have like people who are super into skateboarding who are or older people, that's where you've been designated, that's where you have to go. You get kicked out of every other place you fucking go. Some places, like, I've lived in apartment complexes where I'm just out in my own goddamn apartment complex parking lot. And they've told me I can't do it. And they're just like, you can't be here. You can't do that. I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? I live here. I pay to live here. I'm just flipping a board in a parking lot. And they're just like, you can't do that. We, we don't care. You can't be here. I'm like, how? And they're like, you, you could sue us, and if you get hurt, I'm like, sue you. I, I so can I sue you if I get hurt in my own apartment? <laughs> like, like it makes no sense to me. Uh, like uh, from that aspect. So most towns like they've designated this small area that where you want you to go skate. So you go there, but then people look at you weird because there's like all these like teenagers and there's sometimes young kids there who are skating, and you're just all skating and having fun. Nobody's doing anything. Um, well, that's not true. There are people where I, when I was growing up, people were doing drugs people just smoking blunts, uh, down in the middle of the skate park, you know, (laughs) smoking bowls in the bowl, man. You know, that was a normal thing. Um, but I'm sure people look down on a lot of those guys, but it's like, how's that any different from like a group of like the same age people going to a park that has a basketball hoop and there's like... Um, a place, a play set and like over a long, uh, by it too. Like, is that not weird? You're still going to a park where there's it's meant for kids, right? But nobody gets mad at that. It's it, and also, you don't hear about kids getting abducted from skate parks. At least, I've never heard that story. It never happened in there. And if we saw something like that, I'm pretty sure everybody down at the skate park would have beat whoever's ass that was trying to take a kid. Like there were straight up dudes down there who were just looking to fight all the time. Like I saw a couple bras. I'm not gonna uh, say and act like that didn't happen, but it not to the extent that like you uh, like it happened every time. There was the so-called faux gangs that like popped up, like you know uh, suburban white kids starting their own gangs in, uh, <laughs> in uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa. <laughs> that shit always made me laugh, because uh, they were a gang, but. Which I never understood. Like, if you were gonna start a gang, you're obviously you're doing some kind of illegal activity. It's supposed to be like organized crime. But they were just starting a gang so they could literally team up with people and go fight people. <laughs> and that's what it it essentially was a dojo like it was like Cobra Kai <laughs> except they didn't have a dojo, you know? That's what all these kids were. Yeah, and uh, but if somebody was trying to fuck with people down at the skate park, it was like that whole camaraderie thing. It's like uh, when you're in a group of people who have share a similar interest, you kind of all bond together over that, you know. Um, that's why the skate park always holds a really cool place in my heart. Uh, I spend a lot of time there. I also like, I recognize though, like that there's shady shit going on sometimes, like um. I know there was plenty of times where, like, when I was couldn't drive and stuff, my dad would like uh, drop me off there or something. And like, if I didn't feel safe, I would uh, call him and be like, "Hey, uh, something feels off here," because it wasn't in the best part of town. It really wasn't. So I'd be like, "Something feels off here. Um, if you can come get me, that's great. Um, but I'm not gonna wait here." And I'd go down to the Bucky's gas station that was just down the way and just be like go get a pop and, like, wait on the side of the road. And, and i tell the cashier that. I'd be like, hey, something's weird going on over there. And I just, like, wanted to hey, – because they did not like us hanging out in front of the storefront. So I just would let – if if you let them know they were pretty cool about it, especially, like, when I was like, hey, I didn't – something felt wrong and I didn't feel safe, so i coming over here to just hang out until my dad comes and gets me. And they'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Other, yeah. Otherwise, they were like, if they saw you with a skateboard, they'd make you leave it outside, which is always sketchy in that part of town. Ugh. The amount of horror stories I heard about people's boards just getting snatched, like you have to leave it out front, you're going to get a pop, and then you see some, you they're keep turning back, looking to make sure nobody's over by your board, and then you see somebody grab it, throw it in the back of a pickup truck and speed off. It's like, God damn it, and like, just the shittiest, because like, especially when you're like 13 to 15, like, that's basically your car as a skater. Like, I I rode All over Council Bluffs on my skateboard. Like, we get dropped off. I remember one time getting dropped off at the skate park by my mom. And uh, I lived on the other side of town. Like, the complete opposite side of town. Um, And me and my buddy just skated the entire way home. Just hit up spots. Tried to find stuff on the way there. But skated the whole way home. I was like 14. Just fucking 14 or 13 just skated that whole way home. That it was a jaunt. Like, I couldn't imagine doing that now. But it was so fucking fun. No cell phone. Well, he had a cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone until I was 16. So, like, we had a phone in case shit went down. But, like, didn't, you know, didn't have cell phones to look at shit or whatever. You just fucking got into mischievous shit and just had a blast. Like, it was a good time. Skateboarding was always fun to me. You know? And, uh... I I will cherish those moments. Man, this has been an ADD episode of this podcast so far. It is off the rails, if I may say. But uh, that leads me into our next subject because it does – you know what, guys? I found some cool stuff, and I found out if you have ADHD, guys – uh, ADHD-like behavior may spur entrepreneurial activity. That's right. So if you're a spaz and you're just like, you just start looking at something and only look at it for a little bit and then go over here and do that, it could actually mean you're a great entrepreneur. <laughs> a new study suggests that certain behaviors emit, uh, of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, such as getting a bad night's sleep, also may be linked to increased entrepreneurial behavior. We have not at, we're not advocating depriving yourself of sleep to get ahead uh, said Jeff Gish PhD professor of business at uh, University of Central Florida he's like do not not sleep but we're saying that they appear to be increasing links between sleep and entrepreneurship ADHD like tendencies can be a benefit rather than a hindrance in spurring ventures uh, but there are profound Found downsides. Even though sleep problems might lure an individual into the entrepreneurial career, if sleep problems persist, they can subsequently leave the individual without a cognitive and emotional com- competency to effectively entrepreneur in practice. <laughs> so basically, eight, one of the symptoms of ADHD, it sounds like, is you don't sleep very well, which is uh makes m- me realize I definitely don't have ADHD uh or ADHD. That's how I know why I always say it wrong. I say A I think I say it wrong. I think I always go A H D E or something like that. I don't know. ADHD though. And uh they but apparently you don't sleep very well. And uh being sleepy and stuff, you become more uh, you're you're not I guess as aware or not as like uh thought it sounds like they're making it when well, we read more and find out, but I'm just I'm guessing here. This is what's fun about this podcast is I just sit here and find this thing and I make fun of it. But apparently you just get wacky and you're just like more of a risk taker because you're just like, fuck it, I'm not sleeping. You don't think about the consequences much, but then that's where the if it keeps going, then you're going to fuck it up, right? Okay, so let's find out what else is going on here. Uh, the new findings published in journal Entrepreneurship Theory and Practice Suggests that sleep problems might nudge aspiring entrepreneurs uh, in, uh, to enter self-employment, but does not test efficiently the s- the subsequent venturing efforts. Uh, and I have no idea what that word is. It informs a. Pay- Appears to the subjects uh, to support. Uh, appears to support the idea. According to multiple media reports, Bill Gates, Walt Disney, Richard Bronson. Uh, Cisco Systems CEO John T. Chambers, and actor Jim Carrey and Hollywood uh, personality Holly Man- Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel isn't a Hollywood personality. I mean, he is, but he's also a comic. He used to be a comic. That's where how we got his start. People should recognize that. Okay, he used to blow. Fucking glove up on his head, okay. He, you, you, you think you're original going to a party? Hey, I found a rubber glove or a condom. <laughs> Blowing it up with my nose. Howie Mandel did that first, okay. He did it first. Actually, he probably saw it at a party first, and he was like, "I'm gonna record this on an HBO special." Bam. Now everybody's like, "Yeah, it's a fucking Howie Mandel." Um, all have ADHD. uh They recognize the. Uh impur 0 i don't know who have significant impact on their industry the study um uh let's see here what's let's, let's, let's get some more here okay the okay. in the first study let's find out what the study had to say right let's find out what they did in the first study three uh 350 patients completed a pre uh, experiment survey the participants were asked uh, about their sleep and adhd tendencies in the past six months questions aimed from uh, aim to gauge adhd like tendencies including things like how often do you tr- have trouble ra- wrapping up the fine details of a project once the challenging parts have been done uh, how often do you uh, have difficulty getting things in order when you have to do a task that requires organization dude i get pretty organized it's just then once i get organized uh half the time this is my problem and then we're going to talk about me we're going to talk about i we're going to talk about number one i just get fucking like I, I figure out a plan for stuff right away right and i'm like bam okay i got a plan i know how to do this we're going to execute but i get it put in motion pretty early and like so i give myself time to step it out but then like there's something about s- having seg segmented i like plans right so like you have steps to get it done and get processed that i eventually just go and hey, fuck it i don't want to do this in the steps i want to do it all at once that's what half my problem is i have to do it all at once and that's what bothers me to determine an entrepreneur uh, we asked the their intentions to start at uh, or acquire a business in the next ten years. Then the group split into two. They completed an additional survey. Oh, Jesus Christ, too many surveys. Total is ten surveys. Okay, give fucking. Okay, let's find out what the results are. Okay, you know we don't. Need, I guess we don't need to. We were surprised that sleep problems so consistently influence entrepreneurial intentions of people who, the chal- who knew the challenge of starting a business. The paper concluded that by saying that we need to be careful, weigh the costs and benefits of sleep problems. On one hand, they may nudge people towards entrepreneurship. On the other hand, it may un- undermine entrepreneurial practices if they continue to abate. So, uh, sounds like if you it's good to, like if you want to be on top of shit, you got to sleep less, right? Because you got to need more hours in the day to get shit done. You need more hours in the day to get shit done, man. I'm Jack Nicholas, Nicholson. Nicholas, Nicholson. Whichever one's the actor and not the golfer, man. I was in a one who flew over the cuckoo's nest. You know, and I don't sleep well. I don't know why I'm doing this. But... You sleep less, you do more, you know? You, you can get more done, but that can fuck up your brain because you need to recharge, man. And some people require less sleep. Is At least that's what they try to tell you. People are like, I can function on five hours of sleep. But I feel like you're borrowing time. It's like when you uh, drink super heavily, you're just borrowing that time forward. You're always borrowing or exchanging time, I feel like. There is no actually getting ahead or a lower amount. Eventually, you got to make up those numbers, you know? You got to pay piper eventually, you know. You know, there's plenty of people out there trying to do their own cognitive uh, thing. You know, that's not what we're talking about at all, cognitive thing. But they're trying to do their own entrepreneur business. And people are trying to make leaps and bounds on all these technologies. This is my favorite new one. So, a biblical plague insect could help create the future of self-driving cars. That's the name of this next thing. Jesus Christ. That's terrifying. So, swarms of locusts are not often associated with good omens. No shit. Yeah, like, oh, you're telling me a thing that eats crops, entire crops is not considered a good thing? You mean that caused people to starve? And God sent down, apparently, to be a punishment to the Egyptians? Hmm. I'm surprised they're not considered a good thing. But when they come to design a better uh, version of the solidificated... a sophisticated is that how you spell sophisticated that is never how i thought that was spelled Whew! the things you learn sometimes sophisticated computers like those inside self-driving cars scientists say there are important lessons to learn these insects can move together in massive swarms of millions of individuals without so much as a fender bender uh thanks to uh specialized neurons in their brains called the a Lobala Giant Movement uh, Detector, LGMD. Uh, By design, a small energy efficient device that mimics this skill. A team of mechanical engineers from Penn State hope to build a version of the system that effortlessly keeps self-driving cars from colliding on the road. That's right. So now, instead of the uh, locust coming to get your firstborn child, it will be self-driving cars. <laughs> you just have a bunch of the uh, what is it? The wear cars just out there in swarms hunting down firstborns. <laughs> if you don't paint a fucking put motor oil on the outside your doorways it's going to come get your firstborn child and you are fucked those self-driving cars are just going to steal it and put it away yeah that's going to be terrifying yeah uh, my question is is okay they went to the locusts for this so they the locusts particularly have some specialized neuron so do fish not have that because schools of fish do the same thing when it comes to uh, avoiding um predators and things like that same with birds so like when they fly in those giant flocks so why is it just let's find out maybe what's why is it particularly locus such systems could prove uh, critical uh or crucial so the next stop is the next step jesus christ wade uh towards improving the safety of these vehicles leading us towards a future of highway full of snoozing uh commuters in uh, autonomous vehicles insects are are a ready source of inspiration when it comes to designs dining simple effective flight or version uh, or vision systems for robotics and uh, autonomous vehicles researchers have seen or have even gone as far as designing a personal vr environment for flies to study how their behavior and does and design better drones. Whoa! So that makes sense because like when I see a drone camera, it looks a lot like a fly's vision or what like you've seen in cartoons. I don't know what a fly actually sees, which I don't ever understand how they actually determine what that's like. They're just like, this is what a fly sees. And you're just like, so they see multiple of the same image. How do they know where to land? That's what does drives me crazy about cartoons and stuff. I don't know what a fly actually like. What, what uh, Let's try flies vision. I, w- I want to see what it looks like. Uh do 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 so this is what it apparently looks like. A fly is... That's, that's crazy. That looks cool. that looks nuts. What about this one? Bam. There's a fly fucking image. Bam. You can zoom in on certain points. That just looks like a woman next to her, like a cool thing that she built for her home. That's going to confuse her guests. It's just like a hall of mirrors. It's like a new thing for when intruders come in there. It's like, Jesus Christ. And then, boom, you shoot them right through that right there. Right in the head. They never see it coming because they're too distracted and their eyes are taking in too much fucking shit. Um, okay, so, uh, I digress here. Uh, assistant professor, engineer, s- engineering scientist in mechanical at Penn State. Man, Penn State's all over it. Uh, uh, and co-author of the study, uh, published Monday in the Journal of Natural Electronics, argues that locusts are unique even among insects when it comes to their vision abilities. We are always looking for animals with unique, unusual abilities—one that do something better than humans," says Das. Uh, insects' vision is something that people use regularly to design uh, automatic cars, so we start started looking at how it works. And locusts just are just incredible. These are creatures that can do. Ooh, wait, what these creatures can do is very humbling. Oh man, getting shown up by bugs—that's got to be rough. When you're just like, God damn it, why, why do these bugs, why do these bugs see much so much better than me? i feel like, I got better vision than these bugs. I got a vision for the future. This bug doesn't know shit. It's going to live 24 hours, party real hard, and die. Maybe this bug took care of itself and didn't eat everybody's crops and be a glutton. It wouldn't be such a bad fucking thing. But no, it only lives so long. Yeah, but you know what lives forever, guys? Is punninggame.com. That's right, punninggame.com. I'm cutting this article off early to do plugs. That's right. Uh, You want to check this out. Uh, this podcast, as you know, comes out every other Monday. Uh, check it out, punninggame where you can find every other podcast we put out. So we got multiple podcasts coming out each week. We got gaming shows. Uh, we got Matt hates horror games. We got fun fun gaming possibly making a return. Uh, we got all sorts of fun stuff, guys. Uh, also, I have a stand up show. If Iowa's fucking laws aren't stupid, when I by the time I get go back to visit. Uh, so nine twenty five. So that's September 25th, uh, that's a Friday. I'll be headlining at Teehee's Comedy Club with a couple other uh, guys uh, from the town. So we're going to have a good fucking time. So come out to that. Check out the website to get your tickets for that. Um, and then also don't forget to check out the punning Game Shop. Get yourself a hoodie or a T-shirt, anything like that. You'll fucking thank yourself. And don't forget to use Promo Cup Pod. That's N-W-T-P-O-D for free shipping at checkout. Uh, So check out all the other shows. Check out uh, getting some tickets to that show. That would be awesome if you're in the Des Moines area. And, uh, guys, thanks for listening to Not Worth the Time. And remember, locusts are the future. Not Worth the Time with Wade Taylor.